Thanks for hitting that button. You are listening to The Mark the Shark Show. All right, guys, you ready to rock? Are you excited? Well, sit back and enjoy. And welcome to The Mark the Shark Show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Mark the Shark Show. I hope everyone's having a great day. We have a great episode in store for you, so sit back and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, this is your host, Mark the Shark. In today's episode, we have a very special guest. He's a YouTuber I follow um, by the name of Jay Palmar. He's all the way from the UK. He's a great guitarist, and, and he gives great guitar lessons online. Um, the interview is was originally done on my YouTube channel called Rocking with Mark YouTube channel. So feel free to check that out. And again, it's Rocking with Mark, and it's Mark with a C and not a K. So go check it out and sit back and enjoy the interview. If you're into 80s metal music, from particularly from groups like Dokken or Rat, you're definitely going to enjoy this guy. He also makes custom guitars. So sit back and enjoy the interview. All right, guys, we'll get started soon. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rocking with Mark YouTube channel. And today, we have a very special guest, Jay Parmar. He's one of my favorite YouTubers to watch. If you guys are into 80s metal, Particularly the style of George Lynch. This is your go-to channel. Now, I'm not joking. This guy does everything. And what's very interesting is what you're going to find out is he's got a pretty interesting, uh, I would guess you would call him series. Like he's got his Lynch licks. He's got the guitar gladiators and all that. But let's focus on the man for a little bit. So, Jay, how did you uh, get into guitar? How did you learn how to, when did you start learning how to play guitar? At what age? Firstly, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, it's it's good to be here and talking to you. Um, guitar actually, you know, it kind of happened sort of by accident, sort of. <laughs> I actually picked up guitar when I was 16 years old. I was, I was talking to like Hayes from The Banishment, one of George Lynch's bands. Just a couple of days ago, we were having a conversation and um, he was telling me about his guitar journey. And, he, uh, you know, then I said, um, yeah, I picked up guitar when I was 16. And he was like, wow, really? <laughs> 16? So yeah, I kind of got late to the party. But it was basically because I started to get into rock music. Um, and at the time, I was listening to um, Iron Maiden a lot. And that's what inspired me to pick up because I was really into, you know, Adrian Smith and Dave Murray and what they were doing and, you know, that whole vibe and stuff. And it was just exciting. And um I eventually picked up guitar. I used to play trumpet actually a few years before that. You know, I was into music and stuff, anyways. But uh, yeah, rock music. That just... Learning learning that instrument, like an instrument, first helped you with guitar at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was completely different. <laughs> wow. you know, um, now, were you self-taught, or were you, or did you have like formal training, or? Yeah, just self-taught, you know, I, it was back in the day. This was like 1989. So I've been playing for uh, it'd be 32 years this year or something like that. Um, and um, 
you you know I, I was a kid i was at i was at school at the time and there were guitar teachers around and i tried to take some lessons at school but you know my my music teacher at school was he was old school he was proper old school you know and i, I say old school now but it's uh, we're talking like old school as in like the late 80s so his old school was probably like 1960s or 70s uh, different style <laughs> but, of music and yeah then, and like when Usually when you take like uh, music lessons, they don't show you uh, the music you like usually often, yeah. right? It's usually exactly. like a uh, public domain song. Mary had a little lamb. Yeah. Right? Let's play green sleeves today. And it's like, what? what? <laughs> no, I want to learn, you know, seventh son off a of seventh son, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I find that amazing I, that, that you are self-taught because I, I find that especially you're because you're into george lynch like i'm i'm like really into george lynch too that that's what really like that's how i found you like i would search for how to do like in my dreams like how to, how to play that song and now i'm actually working on uh into the fire i've been following your channel for years by the way i'm like i found this guy and i'm like damn he's good because you see other people doing it you know they're giving instructions um there's some other you know good uh youtube instructional channels out there but i i think in terms of george lynch and even like warren d martini he's like one that's another one of my favorite bands rat oh, um, i actually saw them prior to the covid lockdown i think the, the december before in a local club here in Jersey. and i gotta say you you have you have them down pat <laughs> and then like so how did you especially i mean back then i mean it's it's hard to find um books like tar tab now i have like one or two that i got off the internet but how did you teach yourself to play in the style of george lynch well it's back then, they didn't have youtube right? oh, oh, you had very little kind of like resources out there because there was no youtube there was no internet at the time you know um you, you couldn't kind of like tap into resources like that so you know guitar magazines used to come out once a month so you know fingers crossed there was a tab by you know your favorite band in your guitar world or guitar for the practicing musician and um so it started off with just you know very very old school um, method which was put on a cassette tape or a record listen to it and try and figure it out and uh, that's how i taught myself but the one thing that really helped me was um uh, in about 1991 um the reh video came out and i remember at the time you know those videos were expensive they were like the 30 dollars you know they were 30 pounds in the uk which is which worked out about uh, about 40 40 odd bucks right now put it into context it's like 1990 40 bucks was, was actually a lot of money now it's like yeah 40 bucks yeah whatever back then you know um you, you purchase something for that much you know it better be worth it kind of thing and um i remember the one thing that i did a great deal when i was watching those videos was i was watching and i know that sounds kind of you know obvious but mm. i was watching george's fingers I was watching how he was picking, how he was fretting, how what position his hand was in, when he was doing a stretch. You know, how was he doing the stretch? And I was that the 
visual aspect actually helped me just as much as the audio aspect. So I wasn't just listening. I was actually observing what he was doing, how he was doing it. You know, it's kind of like, it's easy to say, yeah, I'll learn this song, um, you know, by, by Dokken or Lynch Mob or whoever. It's easy to learn the notes because there's tab and there's so many videos out there and stuff, but actually getting all the nuances down. Yeah. And I got to say, you, you have them, you have them down. I mean, you, you really do. <coughs> I mean, every, every little aspect of it. Like me, when I, when I try to learn a song, I try to, I try to look at the chord structure first, right? Right. And then, and then if I could learn a solo, you know, uh, I'll learn it. But that leads to my next question um, from a guitar uh, playing standpoint, which do you find easier doing the rhythm or the lead? Both. Um, I've always focused on um, doing both and just being proficient at both because rhythm is really, really super important. It's just as important as lead part, you know? Because especially if you're in a band, most of the time you're playing rhythm. You know, yeah. may as well yeah. get good and enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> right? Now, how long? Because I, I I see you every week. You're putting out like you, we'll get into the different topics of your channel. Of course. Um, you put out like a lot of lessons, right? Like you're doing now, like you're doing the new stuff that uh, George Lynch has got with his new band. Um, uh, what's the name of forget the as I actually just saw you interview him recently. What's the name of the Banishment, right? Yep. Yeah, because he I mean he's got that one and he's got like another album. I mean, he's like God bless him, he's a very active individual, which is good for for his fans. He's always got some kind of a album, whether it was with Lynch Mob, Banishment, or I forget the Time Machine, I think is the other one, or End Machine. End Machine. End Machine. End Machine. And there's very good songs on that one. So how long does it take you typically to, to learn a song before you teach it and get it ready on YouTube? Kind of depends. Uh, when I, uh, I I don't teach a lot of songs on, on YouTube now. I don't do song lessons uh, because I've kind of, there's so many other things that. Um, yeah, know. which we're going to get into. <laughs> um, but when I used to do Lynch licks, you know, um, it initially used to take me a while to learn the song, you know, and then I'd have to perform it, record it um you know edit the video etc so it was good few hours every single week doing that now because my i guess you know as you go through the journey of learning guitar you, your skill level just gets better and better and you know i'm a guitar teacher as well so yes uh, one of the the skills i've learned is to very 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 quickly learn stuff because i can turn up to a lesson um with a student and um most of the time it's pretty you know i know what i'm doing but sometimes some of my students want to learn something just off the cuff you know they'll be like hey um, could you teach me this song and rather than it being a, a conversation which goes yeah you know give me a week or two and i'll kind of find the tab and i'll learn it and i literally learn it there and then i basically just figure it out and by ear and um, start kind of teaching it within like a couple of minutes so that uh, just practicing that has actually allowed me to um, learn stuff very quickly. So the banishment stuff didn't take me too long because, you know, um, first of all, uh, I was working with George and Hayes to put these out. They'd actually approached me to, you know, and asked me if I would do them. So, which was just a great honor. And yeah, I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so Hayes had sent me the stems of the, uh, uh, the actual track. 
So I was able to kind of just solo up certain parts and they were still combined parts, um, some of them, but I could hear everything that George was doing and Hayes was doing and I could break it down very quickly. Um, and then that knocks into video recording and also audio recording, both of which have gotten very, very quick for me. <laughs> so the time span it takes me is a lot less than you'd expect. You know, sometimes it'd be like, uh, well, when I actually did the the lessons, uh, the, the lesson part of the um, one that's going to be coming out next week, uh, next week being today's the 6th of March, right? So it'll be yeah. a few days time, about five days Great. time. When I actually uh, did the lessons, um, I was looking at my watch and it was like um, uh, five forty uh, in, in the evening, and I had a lesson at six o'clock over over Zoom with one of my students, and I was like, I can get the lessons done, and I basically just set up my camera and I basically shot all the lessons <laughs> during that twenty minutes, and you know, about um, three minutes before the lesson started, I was done. I pressed. And I clicked off the camera and the whole thing was done. So my process has become much, much quicker to do, you know, the learning, shooting, audio, everything. So, yeah. yeah. So, so that's interesting. Yeah. You say that they approached you. So how did you, like, get to meet George Lynch? I mean, not everybody gets to meet, like, you know, musician gets to meet, like, you know, someone that they, you know, idolize or were, grew up listening to. So how, how did that come about? Um, George and I have known each other for uh, about 18 years now. Oh, I want to wow. say 2003. Yeah, 2003, I met him. Um, have you ever jammed with him? Um, we have, he actually gave me a guitar lesson a few years ago. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's nice, man. For, um, you know, it was part of the uh, Indiegogo campaign when he did um, Shadow Train, the, the movie, and Shadow Nation. So, um, when he came to the UK uh, to tour a few years ago, you know, we we finally managed to kind of sit down and gave me the the lesson in person, which was pretty cool, you know. And it was interesting just watching him play, you know, and just picking up tips here and there. Um, and some of it still sticks. I, I use some of what I learned that day, you know, um, in my playing and stuff. So, uh, but we met actually through um, the old George Lynch message board which my friend Jen Rosenberg used to run. This was back in like two, the early 2000s, so 2001, 2002. And he actually responded. That's great, man. Well, what That's happened was um, a bunch of us had um, started to record the George Lynch tribute album, which we- uh, I was good. I was gonna ask you about that. Cause I actually, yeah. I think I saw that on your website or something that That's you had a tribute album. And I, we're gonna talk about like, I think you, you've done some other recordings uh that you put out by yourself some original work as well but yeah keep going so um that was um something that was that i was involved in you know as soon as i saw it on the message board it was like ah, tell, i want to do some tracks and you know somebody had already taken for a million years so i was like Damn it. all right what, what should i do <laughs> so i picked wicked sensation river of love and mr scary you know so. yeah yeah, I've seen your video of, of you when you were younger. I actually saw it, I think it was last week of you doing uh, Mr. Scary. That's like one of my favorite uh, art instrumental songs, so to speak. There's, you know what I mean? And yeah, you did, a, you did a very good job. I think it was like a live performance you did somewhere. That's right. And that's the version which was actually on the tribute album that I, I played live that day. And it was... Um, uh basically what happened was we, we his birthday was coming up that 
I think it was like 2002, his birthday was coming up, and we'd pretty much finished. And I was doing all the uh, the uh, compilation work because I used to work at uh, an entertainment company back in the day when I used to have a day job. This is my day job now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you about that too because I, I, I saw an interview you did and you said that you were originally like a lawyer, right? And then you don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone it's a secret, you know. <laughs> and he's like, I, I want to, I want to do this, and I just find that amazing. Like people are able to uh, get out of the so-called rat race and then enjoy doing, make a living doing what they love. I, I, I really, you know, interesting. You know, the go-to, the attaboy, you know what I mean? Yeah. That leads how I met him because. Um, uh, I left my, my job at Universal Studios I was working for at the time. I left that job in January 2003. And February 2003, I flew to Arizona, where Jen had basically arranged it, you know, um, uh, to go see a couple of shows, uh, which George was doing. He was on the Revolution Tour, the Re Revolution Tour. And we'd already sent him a copy of the, you know, the, a preview copy of the albums. So he'd, he'd already heard it. He'd kind of, you know, he was, uh, he was into it. He really enjoyed it and stuff. So um, basically I went to the, uh, flew to Arizona and um, then a friend of mine and I drove down to Tucson and mm -hmm. that's where we, where I saw him first, right at the front, you know, standing in front of his amps, you know, watching him all evening and after the show basically we were uh, hanging around and guys were like you know don't worry you'll meet him you'll you'll meet him in a minute you'll meet him in a minute and he was outside obviously by the tour bus and stuff and yeah. um i was just sitting on a chair i was like yeah yeah i'm, I'm cool I'm, I'm good and stuff and someone grabs my hand and says come with me and um it was his daughter mariah so she she um basically takes me out of the venue and there's a tour bus, there's a line of like 20 people, you know, waiting for signatures and say hi to him and stuff. She circumvents that line and goes straight up to him and says, Dad, this is Jay. Ah, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool and, you know, very memorable. And uh, That's something you're going to remember forever, right? <laughs> now, what's another interesting thing, right? Uh, so everybody, if you, if you watch Jay's YouTube channel, he has uh some videos of tars that he builds and he's got a couple you got spirit dance guitars which i guess are your your custom guitars and then he's got i don't know if it's back there i see your your tiger guitar i mean i i did my own but obviously it's not as good as yours oh, yeah, that, that was yeah. <laughs> but believe it or not, that was a wedding present from a friend, my yeah. friend Michael. And then I, and you had like the, you even have his bones guitar, and uh, yeah, the guitar next to it, right there. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, and you did. You, I, I think I saw the video where you were you showing it off and built it, and then there was another um, series of videos that you did when you were building your spirit dance guitar. Yes. Yeah. Now. That and I think the guitar you're holding right there, you built, right? Yes, this was actually the first spirit dance guitar ever built. Um, this was the full, uh, you know, full beans first guitar, and this was like the prototype of what became, you know, everything that spirit dancing encompasses, you know, just as a design element, as an ethos, um, and you know, all of the bending on the headstock is still the same, you know, I still grade it. Uh, gradiate it like that 
um, back of the headstock has the carbon fiber on it. On this one, it's actually structural because the reason I had to put the carbon fiber on was I actually snapped the headstock when I was actually oh. building the car. Um, it was a stock neck, which somebody had sent me and then I ended up snapping the head. So it, it's a repair. So there's a veneer on top and I, I kind of put a one mil veneer on top but then I was kind of like, okay, the back is still exposed because there was still a line down here, just just about here, right? Wow. So, and you can see it. I, I was trying to put it near the camera. You can probably see yeah. like a little line there. So that's where it snapped it. So I, I was kind of like, you know what? Uh, carbon fiber is super strong. You know, that will take the, you know, if I bond that to the back, that will basically kind of, you know, reinforce it. So I actually put it on here as a structural piece, but then I looked at it and it was like, this looks super cool. <laughs> so I carried that through to um, all of the bills, you know, so uh, it's not structural on the new bills, but it definitely is on, on this one. So it became part of the, the, the features. And then the hand-drawn artwork, um, that's, you know, combined with carving now, um, routing. Yeah. The one that in, in your video, I think there was like some kind of like gem in it, but you were showing, um, I forget the type of drill, but oh, the, uh, I forget the name of the, the type of trimmer, or I forget the name of the tool, but uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm like watching this, I'm like, how is this guy? I'm like shocked. I mean, you know, I've, you see other channels, people doing guitar mods. This guy is like doing the Bones guitar. He's got his own, like, I guess your own version of like Miss Lynch has the scary guitars. Now you got your spirit dance guitars. How did you learn how to do all that carving? Was that, did you do carving as a child or something? Or were you into artwork or something? Yeah, I, I've, I was into artwork big time when I was um, uh, at school and when I was a kid. So, you know, which is where this came from. Uh, you know, a good few years ago, I started drawing again and I hadn't done it for a long, long time. So that's how the hand-drawn stuff became part of what I do on spirit dance guitars. And I love doing that part because it's it's a direct connection with, you know, the, the instrument itself. So um, that's always been a big part of what I do. And then um the carving and stuff i i'd obviously seen the bones guitar over the years that was the one on my my wall when i was a kid you know yeah yeah i'll pick it up actually so i can show yeah, you yeah yeah but like how did you learn like what tools to use or did you have a friend that did it and taught you or because that's not like something you can learn like off the cuff there's a lot of experimentation <laughs> <laughs> on this to be honest you know so um i i always had a vision of what the bones guitar was as in how how much three dimension there was on it and um i learned um i think i built this in like 2013 2014 or something like that um, i'd learned a couple of years ago, before that that actually it's an illusion of light it's not actually that deeply routed it's maybe a quarter of an inch or something like that yeah. so that was kind of like ah, man you know if i ever have a bones guitar then i'm gonna i'm gonna properly kind of like do 3d stuff on it like you know crazy 3d stuff on the 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 fingers and all of that stuff it's, it's gonna look like a you know, real bone. A beautiful piece of guitar man 
Anyway. So uh, <laughs> I basically just taught myself to do it as I went along. It was kind of like, you know, just watching and, and thinking about stuff and how do I carve this in a, in a curve and how do I create, um, you know, uh, recesses here from a solid piece of wood and things like that and all sorts of stuff like that. So it really was just a question of kind of me figuring it out as I went along and, and stuff and it gave me a lot of skills to actually do it. And, um, uh, it, yeah. it is a learning process because I mean, I, I learned it a lot. Like when I, when I built this boy, I didn't know how to solder. I right. had to teach myself how to paint. Yeah. And then when I saw, like, I actually thought you bought that, right? Is I think you were doing like an anniversary for that guitar and you put together a string of, um, yeah, I think it was like Lynch, Lynch uh, video uh, music, like, and you were saying it's like the anniversary of the Bones guitar. Oh my, <laughs> built that, and then I saw your Spirit Dance guitars video. I was like, wow, that looks really creative. Now, so everybody knows you you still make custom guitars for people, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm actually building Bones for somebody at the moment, so. That's the one on the bench at the moment. Um, I'm repeating the process for somebody else. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that's fantastic, man. That is fantastic. And then the other thing, I mean, you're, you do everything. I mean, well, that's, that's what I, I really enjoy about your channel. I'm trying, I'm trying to do this with my channel. You know, I show people how I do car mods. I do some instructionals. Uh, I even ship, I'm going to be going through a series of keyboard lessons for future oh, episodes. Cool. But what I like about you is that you're like, you do everything. You're showing like guitar mods. You're showing, uh, there was one where you even, you had the LTD EC256. I'm like, oh, that's the same guitar I got. You know, I did a mod. Mine was already modded before I bought it. Then you do a guitar build. But now you are also, I see in the links that you're also doing instructional videos too, right? Like a you and some other guy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Lesson packs that we do, um, they're the ones that I do with um, my friend Nick Layton, and um, we've done a couple so far. We've we've done one which is uh, folk, which is called Sunset um, Strip Hard Rock Heroes, where where we did um, uh, I think it was thirty licks in the styles of George Lynch and Warren D. Martini, um, and then we did one um, which we released. Uh, if I can remember correctly, late last year, it was December last year, yeah. <laughs> trying to remember now. And uh, on that one, we focused on um, Eddie Van Halen and Randy Rhodes. So we did licks in the style of those guys. And we have one coming out in, I think, the middle of March or something um, as well, where we're focusing on um, uh, more exotic stuff. So those ones are inspired by like uh, Marty Friedman, Ingve Malmsteen and Ravi Shankar and people like that. You know, it's it's a really diverse one. It's it's pretty pretty cool one so yeah we 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 do that together we put out a pack um once in a while and it's pretty fun to do you know to, to show some of that i sometimes look back at them and you know um think that's a really cool lick i, I should use that somewhere <laughs> yeah so you, i mean you got you got a you got a lot of things going on man you got the spirit dance you got that and then what what i like about the chat your channel is like it's like a, like almost like I guess you could say like a web series. So every week there's something to watch. Yeah. And this new concept that you got of 
the guitar gladiators. I gotta say, I, I love it. That's, that's <laughs> are short and sweet, and you allow the your followers to interact on the voting process. So right. how, how did you come up with that? Well, well I didn't. That, that was ringmaster. <laughs> when I put on the hat, ringmaster comes out. Um, was, you know, it was um, just, I was just thinking about a fun thing to do because each year, what, what I try and do with, uh, with my channel each year is um, change things up a little bit, you know, so that it keeps it fresh. The one thing that kind of like really um, engages me with, uh, with YouTube channels is if I'm seeing something new, you know, each time, if, if it's the same thing, there are certain things which, yeah, I'm totally cool with watching, like, yeah, you know, most of the time I'm watching people build, like modify cars and stuff like that. That's, that's my thing on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of like, I think the, a lot of like, you know, you got Marty music, you got Daryl Braun, you got Jessica Guitar. Like if you want to learn a guitar song, their videos are going to come up just like yours comes up with like the Warrantini lesson or Lynch lesson. But yours, it, you know, it's it's very entertaining. Like I like the way that you're keeping it fresh. And then so you guys knows what he does is he comes up with guitarist like he had one with lynch against eddie van halen and lynch yeah, against yeah. martini and he plays lit you know songs from each guitarist and then he lets the audience the viewers decide and then he announces the winner the following week i, I find that pretty cool <laughs> and you get and now you got the uh the t-shirts Right, and and you're like digging it up there. I I kind of do that same thing with with uh, my MMA podcast. So that that's pretty that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about kind of just um, you know something interesting to do, and I realized that um, I've I've actually done videos in the styles of so many guitar players over you know the seven or eight years I've been doing YouTube. So I've covered like you know obviously George, I've covered like. To the nth degree, and then Warren Demartini and Steve Stevens, Steve Vai, Satriani, um, ACDC, yeah, uh, Jimmy Hendrix, everybody. So I've got this list, like which is this long, literally. And I thought, you know what, it'd be fun to actually put put them against each other, you know, and just get people to vote on them. <laughs> no. how did you? <laughs> yeah, it, now, what made you decide to have have a YouTube channel? I wanted to um, uh, expand my following uh, initially, and it was uh, you following know, as a musician or as a teacher or everything. I think as a musician, especially, you know, just to kind of, you know, I guess at that time it was the pursuit of getting known, you know, uh, more so than I um, people knew me. And um, I figured that uh, I would do the uh, the lessons on George's stuff, you know, that style, because I was so um, I was very invested in that style at the time. You know, it was very kind of like my thought process was very well. I I need to learn the next George Lynch thing, you know. Um, and so I decided to kind of start teaching it. And YouTube was uh, kind of coming up 
at that time a few people had gotten onto there and stuff and so i thought well let's do it let's let's start shooting some videos and it literally was with just a, a little photo camera you know which had mm -hmm. actually had a video mode on it and i was shooting yeah i use my phone too right, right phone or zoom right like if i'm by myself i just put my phone on my uh you know tripod or i had my daughter hold it for me or whatever but yeah it, it's i gotta say i mean I'm, I'm glad i went i'm glad that you decided a youtube channel because for someone like me to like to learn a particular style of playing you're the only one out there and, and you know what i mean everybody i mean you'll have other there's other great you know um channels out there for learning guitar like Marty music he does like a wide variety but you got that niche which i i think i think will, will benefit you you know in the long run you know it was cool to do um because it was it was a very it was a very kind of like a niche thing to do you know the focus was completely on just teaching that george lynch style you know and so it it basically kind of expanded as i went through it initially i was just teaching licks you know just licks in the style off you know so they were relatively quick to shoot but then it expanded into eventually i was doing songs you know and showing parts of songs and then full songs and that became a thing in itself and um it was a blast to do yeah it, it was cool to do at the time <laughs> learned a lot of george lynch stuff <laughs> yeah that's amazing now you also have your own original music as well out there right yeah i have um a couple of albums some eps a lot of the stuff is on bandcamp you know um it's digital now because it, in all honesty cds don't sell you know and yeah like, yeah no one can, don't want to buy cds anymore right it's a shame i still love buying cds but and you know that i know a lot of people who who'd like to have cds but you know for you it's just easier to to put it out there and it's and it's yeah. It doesn't, there's the barrier isn't there, right? Because I'm assuming you're producing it yourself, right? Yeah. Whereas I guess like if you were to go, I mean, I guess probably you could do a cassette, but I'm assuming the process would be a lot harder and then you got to pay for the media and you got to factor that into your, into your. Um, well, the biggest factor is then selling the product. Uh, and that's that's often the sticking point you know you can you can replicate a cd relatively easily and do artwork etc etc get somebody to print it you know it, it usually ends up being a uh, costing about a buck a cd so you know so the investment isn't enormous you know if you order a thousand cds it's like a thousand bucks but the thing with replicating a cd as a professional cd is you've got to do it in a batch of 500 or a thousand mm there's no kind of small batch where you do just a hundred CDs or something like that. You, that's a CDR. That's basically, you may as well do that on your computer. Mm. But, um, the, uh, the challenge becomes actually selling that media now because yeah. very people actually purchase a physical thing. Um, and, uh, you know, even with my following, I, I can do it, but realistically i'm gonna have like you know boxes and boxes of cds yeah yeah it's not easy unless you unless you got money to uh really market yourself or you got someone backing you now prior to covid would you do touring to support your albums or 
no, I, I stopped um, doing live stuff many years ago. I kind of, I just took the decision to do studio stuff um, because live stuff was, and being in a band was, um, it was frustrating for me because I wasn't. No, I mean, popular. you as a solo artist, I mean, have you done that to promote any of your stuff? Any of your no. music? No. no I, I had decided not to because, you know, YouTube was my forum eventually. Yeah. Doing it for some years, it was, and during you know the first few years when I was doing YouTube, I, I was actually in a couple of bands and you know working with musicians to um, do like band projects and stuff, and you know um, so it, it was part of the master plan to actually go and do that. You know, not not just as myself as a solo artist because instrumental music is even it, that's even tougher to sell. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Even uh, unless you're someone you know like us like me like i can like if like i i love guitar instrumental music you know that yeah. it's scary and like at night like to put myself to sleep i'll either listen to that or i'll listen to uh i'll go to youtube and i'll put blues cards oh, yeah. so i like blues music and you know it just relaxes me helps me to sleep but yeah <laughs> and most people like to hear the, the full vocals and stuff you know I always play blues and jazz on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, before I get to my rapid fire questions, I have, uh, what do I have here? Oh, I got some other questions here. I got, I, just so you guys know, I tend to do this off the cuff, but I did write down some questions because I wanted to make sure I asked them everything that I wanted to ask them because Whoever thought that I would add a guy that I follow on YouTube on my own YouTube channel. So what are like, do you have any, like, what are your plans for your channel? Like any future goals or aspirations that you plan to do for your YouTube channel that you got going on in the future? Just take over the universe. Stuff like that. <laughs> um, no, you, you know what? I, I just, um, I, I really do just flow with it. You know, um, I there's so much which I enjoy doing and sharing, which is music related, um, you know, building stuff. That's a big part of what I do, you know, now I, I, I adore actually that process of actually creating something from scratch, yeah, you know, cool. so sharing that stuff. And then, you know, um, this year has been interesting because um, I had a plan of action, but then, you know, George and Hayes got in touch and we did the banishment stuff. So I've got another two or three episodes of that mm. going on. Um, and, you know, after that, I've got a bunch of other stuff, which is kind of lined up, which is, you know, just music related stuff. And it's like, and obviously guitar gladiators that's going on. That's, kind yeah. of, you know, that's going to be a constant now every couple of weeks. Like That's you know, great. That's great. And you put out a, like, you seems like you put out like a whole, a uh, set of videos like you know like sometimes it seems like twice a week or whatever it it's pretty good to keep your you know your viewers and followers to, to like stay tuned like when's the next one coming and you you know the, their appetite is met by you're putting out new videos Absolutely. now the other thing other than building guitars playing a style of lynch making your own music the guitar gladiators thing the other thing i noticed that you do is you built, I've seen you 
like videos where you built amps. I think you even done pedals or something like that. I know you did one with the amps too. How did you learn how to do that? <laughs> uh, electronics, I, I learned electronics years ago, very, very, very long time ago. So um, I'd actually gotten into it because um, I'd, uh, I'd bought a, a Jet City head, um, an amp, Jet City JCA 22. And I've wanted one for, for over in a day. You know, it's just one of those amps which people talk about. Like, it's just incredible because Mike Soldano was, um, you know, involved in the design process and stuff. So it's a kind of like, you know, it's a baby Soldano type of thing, you know. Um, but once I got the amp, it was kind of like, I should mod this, you know. Uh, I wonder how to how I can turn it into an, uh, an SLO, you know, Soldano SLO. And that led me to message a guy at um, a company called Epic Amps, which is out in Seattle. So I'd sent the email saying, you know, just asking some questions about the kits that they sold and stuff. And um, the guy gets back to me. His name is Bryce Boyd. And Bryce gets back to me and he says, hey, man, we know each other from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> So we just got talking and um, uh, he basically hooked me up with some um, some kits and did the videos of uh, modifying that head, which is actually uh -huh. to me. That's the so they have like kits because I know they have like guitar kits and stuff like that. Like for me, I never really did that. I usually just buy cheap guitar off eBay because usually like you'll pay a lot for the body without the neck. And then you have I usually just buy a cheap guitar and just, just do my right, stuff right. there. But well, that's pretty right. interesting. Yeah, what, what he does is um, he actually, he's designed um, a, a whole list of kits for the Jet City heads. And you basically get all the components and the instructions um, are sent once you know you, you purchase the, uh, the components and the kits from him. And it basically walks you through how to do the uh, alterations on the amplifier. So yeah. I basically created my one of my dream amps with doing purple number 39 because that's the what we decided to do initially I, I was going to do the slo like i said but then i was looking at the list of stuff that he had and um he had the uh the sir 39 amp listed and uh, basically the, as i was looking down the list i saw the name george lynch and i was like all right that, that looks interesting um and the kit was called silver hammer so that turned out to be the SIR number 39 amp, so, um, 39, amp the um, studio rentals, um, yeah. studio gear, uh, instrument rentals or whatever they were called. Yeah, and uh, I think that was your, uh, and that's the one you used in your building, your Lynch amp video, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's the one I built and basically modified it and went into it and changed the components and stuff and um, basically kind of created this absolutely amazing amp, which kind of like covers, you know, not just Lynch tones, but it's actually just an incredibly good amp. So uh, that's what I use a lot of the time. <laughs> just plug into that and then, you know, yeah. my other gear. Roll. Yeah, you, you're you're way more more um, advanced than me, like tech wise. I mean, I see you going on a computer like me. I just have like a little Marshall amp right. <laughs> and a and a uh, PV PV amp, so to speak. But, That's a good place to be, right? <laughs> yeah. Which leads to my next question before I I rapid fire you. 
with uh, the rapid fire questions. But uh, for people who just have like simple amps, because I, I I saw your rewatched your video on the George Lynch tones, yep. and you got that special pedal you like, and you got that special I guess like uh, amp head component. Um, oh, very very uh, complex. You got your I think it's the Freeman distortion pedal that we always talk about. Yeah. So yeah, for guys who just I just got the little uh Marshall and I think it's the MG 15CX, you know, it's just got uh reverb on there, flanger, you know, gain, bass, treble in the mid. How would you suggest for like the guys like me who like the simple things to get that George Lynch tone? Um yeah, but I know this is a bit of a cliche, but tone is very much here rather than over there yeah 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 <laughs> it's, kind of, it's one of the reasons i focus so much on uh, all the little nuances of a player's kind of like style and that's how i kind of get into their their styles you know i kind of just pick up on the nuances but when i'm dialing in a, a tone it's always pretty much the same and you know it, most of the time i'm playing through my marshall code 25 which is back there um when i'm teaching and stuff and I pretty much set up amps in a very, very similar way most of the time, you know. Um, the gain I'll dial in as much as I need, you know. I, I, I might have a tube screamer in front of it if I need a boost on it um, because that saturates it in a slightly different way. But then the EQ curve pre is pretty much the same every single time. It's, you know, bases between four and five. The, um, uh, the mids are about seven. The treble is about 5.5 .5 to 6. The presence is maybe about 12 o'clock, you know, about 5-ish, 6-ish. Um, and um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, I, was, I, I really enjoyed that, that video you did. I was watching it again. I'm like, it's very, you know, like, how does he get that sound? And now I got to. Now I got to put my old man glasses because no <laughs> vision has deterred as I aged. That's all right. Now, these I are just, to, I'm, you know, in the evenings, I've got a pair of spectacles on that. I've yeah. Just, I've got my, <laughs> my eye shot got shot like three years ago. And ever since then, like the early mornings, like what we were doing this whole interview, I could barely see the screen. Well, my arms. <laughs> As the months go on, my arm seems to get longer and longer when I'm reading stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here, here are my quick, rapid questions. All right, what's your favorite uh, pedal? My favorite pedal? Oh, geez. Um, I, this was my favorite pedal until recently when I acquired one of these. Uh, this is a TS-808. This is a Maxon OD-808. This is really cool as well. So probably one of these two pedals. Yeah. Yeah. Love these, especially this one. This is freaking awesome. This is absolutely phenomenal as well. So yeah, I'll say those two. Okay. Now, now which guitar? Oh, oh, you have another one? My Catlin Bread um, uh, Belt Epoch. This is a fantastic sounding um, uh, uh, tape echo pedal. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> now, which guitar do you think is better, uh, ESP, Jackson, or Ibanez? They're all good. They're all good. You don't have like a particular favorite, or no? They all make really, really great guitars and stuff. I, you know, guitars are kind of like 
it's a preference thing a lot of the time you know which neck works for you which kind of you know do you want a thinner neck or do you want the reverse headstock which is pointy or etc etc so they all make fantastic guitars yeah and it's funny too like sometimes like the necks like i have like the uh the ibanez grx which is like you know cheap cheap one you get them on amazon for 130 bucks and i find that neck better than the ibanez sa or s series yeah. I don't know, I just, it's just weird how that works you know but and then the, i i find my my favorite neck on my guitar is the george lynch uh the, the tiger guitar not the yellow one the other one the, um, sunburst yeah sunburst one that one like i would say that the, the neck on that one which is you know an ltd by sp uh the neck on my ibanez and then this neck on my one jackson guitar are like my favorite now the next one who do you think is better george lynch or warren d martini <laughs> neither they're both fantastic <laughs> yeah. neither the political correct one on that one but i could i could say i know you it's 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 hard it's hard because i i i i um i would say i would lean more towards george lynch but i i gotta say like i i i like the uh the music from rat as well you know like the lay it down you know act round and round i mean those licks and they all got they both have their very unique styles man you know <laughs> And I think that's in, that's what makes bands that stick around and people talk about it, it makes them stick like they got that unique sound. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'll I'll leave this thought with you though. Uh, one of my favorite songs ever. Then this is literally in the top. There is nobody rides for free by Rat because of the solos. Warren does just it's just it's mind blowing what he does on that. So um, yeah, I mean. I, 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 like when I work out, I listen to body talk and round and round and, yep. and, and like yep. around the house, I got all the Lynch music, you know, but in terms of uh, playing like guitar wise, I would probably, you know, for me, I don't know. I just can't get my fingers like Warren does. It's like, I just can't do it for some reason. Whereas, you know, Lynch, I can, I can, you know, I could kind of pick it up, you know, yep. <laughs> so let me sure I have. Oh, one more thing, because just so everybody knows, I'm going to put links to not only Jay's YouTube channel, but to his websites. So if anybody wants to either follow his YouTube channel, buy his instructional videos, buy one of his guitars, they'll be able to do so, you know? And then the last question I have is, you know, what's your favorite amp, guitar amp? Uh, my purple number. <laughs> Which one was it again? My purple number thirty-nine. The uh, the one that I built. Ah, yeah. Well, I think I think when you build something, you tend to have a little bit more preference to it, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just incredible. You know, every time I plug into it, it's one of those things which is kind of like you you end up just smiling, like you know, you're you're in the biggest like toy store ever you know <laughs> so yeah it's just incredible it's a really really cool amp it just does it covers everything that i i would uh that i want in the amp right now <laughs> that's great well jay it, it's it's been an honor and a pleasure i'm glad to have you on, on my channel and i mean i feel like like a little kid like 
it's like kind of it's kind of sounds like i guess i don't know like a guitar nerd or something but like you've seen someone on youtube that you're following and then you finally get to have them on your channel it's, it's like kind of like a really uh a big honor and i appreciate uh, it <laughs> really appreciate it all right all right guys don't forget to follow his youtube channel check out his website uh, and hopefully you know get one of his guitars i mean the great artwork uh get his instructionals check out his solo music that he puts out as well and uh if you haven't already please make sure you subscribe and like this video i appreciate it and uh we'll see you guys next week with the next video i put out see you later let me just hit the stop button Hi everyone, this is your host, Mark the Shark. I want everybody to know that not only do I have this podcast, I have another podcast about the sport of mixed martial arts. So if you're into that kind of thing, check out my other podcast called The Mark the Shark MMA Show. And if you want to be on that show or this show, make sure you contact me on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And, and that's my Facebook channel. Or you can go to my website, www.mark with a C. The Shark MMA Show.com. Again, it's www.markthesharkmmashow.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto2. That's Mark, M A R C underscore Retorto, R I T O R T O 2. That's for Instagram or Mark BJJ Fighter on Twitter. And also, don't forget to check out my YouTube channels. I got the Rockin' with Mark YouTube channel. That's Rockin' with Mark with a C again. Or to Mark the Shark MMA Show, all on YouTube. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy the podcast and keep on listening. Hey, guys. Just want to let everybody know that if you're looking for a good suspense thriller action novel, check out the book written by me, Mark the Shark, called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. If you go to my website now, www.retortofamilybooks, you can get an autographed signed copy for only $8 plus shipping. Again, go to www.retortofamilybooks.com. Marcus Sander was a normal family man until he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned and tortured. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now his only fear is on how to keep his daughter safe, but not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series, now available at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. This is to all you parents out there. Are you looking for a great book for your child to read? Well, look no further. Christina Retorto has done it again by putting out a sequel to her first book in the Invisible Girl series. The sequel is called A Little Bit Louder. Get it now at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or RetortoFamilyBooks.com. Again, the book is called A Little Bit Louder, written by Christina Retorto. up everybody my name is randy silver i am the host of the leap of fate podcast on youtube 
Apple, and Spotify. You are listening to The Mark the Shark Show on Anchor FM, the best host, the best show anywhere around. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Well, unfortunately, all good things must come to an end, and that's all we have for this particular podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you keep following my my podcast here to Mark the Shark Show, and keep listening and look out for future podcast episodes.